0: Friend, Welcome to Faith FM, Drive Time Big Q&A This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, Faith, Contemporary Religion and the Bible And where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy I am Nick Kurita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. It's always our privilege and honor to welcome you to the program and I'm inviting you right from the beginning to be part of this program and you know, by now that you can send us a text message with a thought maybe a comment in regard to the topic which we are going to address today but i'm very happy to welcome into the studio after uh, a while um tracy papandreou our co-host good to have you back tracy
1: hi nick and hi to the listeners it's nice to be back
0: Look, I mean, I felt a little bit um, envious now, thinking, oh, where is Tracy? She's enjoying the time out and all those things. Uh, but probably you were working hard anyway.
1: I had tradies in my house for the last month, and it's still... Going over The job is blown out I know there's a, a radio host That says Has a saying When everyone talks About renovations In their house Know that it will take Longer than you expect And it costs cost long More than you expect And uh, it's proving me right So so yeah But uh, it, it was Good to have a break But it's lovely to be back
0: It's yes, good to have you back uh, Tracy And um also, I would love to introduce to you now um, our regular uh, uh, co-host, also David DeLima from Family Voice Australia. Now, David, it's good to have you in the studio because just the other week uh, we were um, um, talking over the phone. Yes. But it's good to have you in the studio here. But you brought with you also a friend. I have, Nick and Tracy, and uh, the listeners
2: will be fascinated to meet my excellent African ministry partner. His name is uh, Bishop Michael Musali. And uh, Michael, welcome to Adelaide, which I think is your second home.
3: Thank you. Uh, Glad to be
2: here again.
3: Yes, Adelaide is my second home. This is my ninth visit Mm. in Adelaide. And uh, yeah, I love love South Australia because South Australia has really helped me set up a school and they're supporting that Christian school that I set up back in Kenya to help destitute children.
0: Mm. Wonderful, and we'll come to that, uh, Michael, just in a moment. I just want to um, uh, give a bit of a background to the listener also what we are talking about today, but I would like to uh, hear a little bit more about that wonderful ministry in, uh, in Kenya. Now, um, my dear friend listening today, you know that uh, under this team, um, for the whole week, we talked about uh, contagious issues for believers, I always struggle to say that word correctly, but um, here we go. You understand that we are talking about some um, serious uh, things uh, which we as believers and everyone should be aware of. This is the, the second week, actually, in a series when we talk about... Digital media, uh, social media, uh, the influence of social media in our life, and we approach this week uh, a quite sensitive uh, topic about conspiracy theories. Now we just uh, ask some questions and we have a very good discussion around these uh, questions, like, does the Bible have anything to say about conspiracy theory? That was a very good question, and my dear friend, if you miss some of these programs, you know that you can go back and listen on demand. Uh, You can go on uh, faithfm.com.au, but also you can uh, have our app downloaded on your device, Faith FM Australia, and you can listen to the programs. Another question we we posed was, does the Bible support any conspiracy theories? And that was also a great discussion uh, there. How do I identify a conspiracy theory? That was very good. And our friend, uh, Pastor Ricardo uh, Sheffer, he shared with us some good points, you know, how to identify a conspiracy theory. And just the other day, again, with Ricardo, we talked about my friend loves conspiracy theories. How can I help? And we came with a few good um, tips there. And uh, uh, what I loved on this question is that we are encouraged to really look into the Bible and learn what God had to say in regard of these things and to be strengthened and to be uh, assured that we are not alone here on this earth, that God is in control of everything. And if there is something going on, our attention should be not taken away you know for our relationship with god and to focus on the real thing in life because that's the intention first of all of the enemy of god and each one of us which is the devil but there are many people who can manipulate our mind and our being through some of these um, uh, theories uh, conspiracy theories now today we are going to talk a little bit more about uh, what did jesus meant let not your heart be troubled. And we're going to look into that uh, a little bit more in detail. But my dear friend, listening today, you may have a question. You may have uh, a thought in regard to this um, sensitive uh, topics. Please send us a text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. And we're we'll very happy to share uh, live here some of your uh, thoughts and questions uh, in regard to this. Aspect Just now, as I said a little bit earlier, and I would love to hear a little bit of the ministry which Michael is involved with. We'll put this under the World Watch uh, segment, you know. I would love to hear what's going on in the world. And maybe, David, you will be able to kind of uh, facilitate this discussion with Michael. Very good. Well,
2: welcome again, Michael. So, tell the listeners, uh, where are you from Exactly.
3: Yeah, uh, I come from uh, Kenya, that is uh, in East Africa. Yes. And uh, 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 I set up a school in uh, Kenya to help children who could not find an education because of poverty. And and so when I started the school, it was quite difficult. But uh, when I was uh, here in Adelaide, the first time I came to attend a conference, I shared this vision with a few of my friends. And uh, they said, well, we can set up the school. And so uh, we set up the school when I was right here in Adelaide. So we started with 20 children and one teacher in a very small mud world uh, classroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, the school started growing each year progressively as I kept coming to Adelaide and uh, seeking uh, support and speaking to people about the vision. And right now we have 280 uh, children in the school actually this school has given birth to another school mm-hmm. and so we have two schools uh, under the same umbrella we have 280 children we have 16 teachers and uh, these children are getting uh, uh, a quality education and we are um, uh, speaking about jesus to these children and so they're getting a nutritious meal every day and they are happy
2: children. Mm. So, are these are these children from rich families? Are they paying expensive fees to go to your school, or how does it work? Absolutely not. These
3: children were at home. I found them in their homes. They couldn't go to school because they did not have money to pay school fees. Uh-huh. And so, I got them from uh, uh, impoverished uh, backgrounds backgrounds of dire need, and and so I brought them to the school. Uh, they cannot pay school fees. And so uh, I get partners, people who can pray with me, support me, stand with me, and get behind me in this vision. And so they pay school fees for them.
0: Uh huh. And Michael, uh, just if I could uh, bite in here, some good things still happen in this world. <laughs> Because we're talking about all the bad things, you know, going on. and uh, But it's wonderful to hear that somebody has a passion to help uh, uh, others. Yes. Yeah, I think this is wonderful. And this is not singular, you know, because, uh, yeah, with Faith FM and… we support some other ministries too, and it's wonderful to hear that. Uh, yeah, what do you think, David? Yes. Now, Michael, you mentioned
2: each student getting a meal for lunch. Uh, when I was a boy in England, the school that I went to gave us lunch uh, at taxpayer expense. So is that the case in Kenya? Does the government pay for lunches for children?
3: Absolutely not. Uh, these children would not get any meal if no one gives them a meal. The government does not support any any private school, so the government only puts in money in their schools. Mm. And and so uh, these children would go without a meal if no one gives them a meal. So they get a, a meal out of the courtesy of my Australian supporters.
2: I see. So in Australia, we normally give sandwiches to students to take to school for lunch. Do not the parents give sandwiches to these children?
3: No, uh, they, they don't have the, the money to buy food for them. So, you know, these children would, uh, would come to school without having breakfast and then they would not have a lunch. They would not have a, a dinner. And so what we do is uh, the, the money we get from, uh, from our supporters goes into buying lunch for them.
2: And probably that would be the only meal they
3: would have in a day.
2: You're telling me that they would not have any other meal during the day except for that which is provided as part of their education at your school?
3: Absolutely. the times when uh, when schools close and these children go back to their homes and uh, when they come back they'll tell us they've stayed three days without having a meal Goodness. and that's so sad. Yeah, so sad.
2: So and how can you teach them if they're not being fed?
3: Yeah, there's a problem because their concentration span is quite low then and, uh, and so, uh, it's important that we, we feed them mm. before we can teach them well. Yeah. Then they can concentrate, they can, they can understand. And actually, they have seen the love of Jesus when they hear that there is somewhere, someone somewhere in Australia sending money for them to get a, a, a meal.
0: And hey Michael, uh, that's actually the practical way, you know, that's the Jesus' method. Because Jesus was uh, mingling with people, you know, he felt for their need. And when was needed, he, he fed them. Uh, what I wanted to pick up here, you said that you went and found those children in their homes because they were not able to go to school. Yes. And uh, you provide for them, as you just said, starting with a small group there. Yes. And now you increased and um, seems like that there are many the children yeah, they are yeah. in need of this uh, kind of support, and uh, we can all play a part in this and help those children not to miss not only on school, uh, but not to miss on, on a meal at least yes. a day, not to miss on social… Uh, um you know, interaction. Inter- interaction and all those aspects. I believe it's much more complex, this thing than uh, just to say, oh, well, we support some uh, children or some people in Africa. I think it's more than that. It's very complex. And this one can be, can have ramification in all um, other aspects of what we do as Christians. Yes.
3: Yes. Uh, actually, these children are happier when they are in school than when they are at home. Mm. Because uh, at school, they will interact with one another. At school, they'll get to learn about Jesus. At school, they'll have an opportunity to pray and read the Bible. And at school, they have the opportunity and privilege of uh, having a meal. And and so that has been uh, very enriching uh, to the children. And the demand has been so high that everyone, every child in the community wants to come to the school unfortunately we can't take everyone on board because our support base is a bit uh uh uh, limited Mm. at the moment Mm. but we are praying that god will expand absolutely Uh, our support base will get more people coming on board and we can have more children coming to the school our uh, our our goal is to have these children get a good education and uh Later in life, they can get good jobs, mm. and uh, once they get good jobs, then they can they can actually break the poverty cycle in their families. And we are also uh, hopeful that these children will will take civic positions, leadership positions mm. in government. Mm. And being Christians, then we we will have integrity in our government.
0: Yeah, you're telling us that uh, you are committed to follow up with these children, not to uh, provide them education and a meal or uh, all those things, but you want to follow up with them even when they finish school, that they will be, uh, to, to make sure that they will follow up, let's say, in a, a further education or even getting some jobs. There are some programs in Africa, and I've been involved with some of these things when uh, um, we provide even small loans for people that they can get uh, um, something to start a small business, or uh, the reason I'm asking you, is that what you have in mind with, uh, with this uh, ministry? Because too often people can run a ministry like this, uh, even provide education, which is great. But after that, they lost contact with the children and the children can just slip uh, through the fingers and uh, you don't know what happened with them.
3: That's a very good uh, uh, point that uh, you've noted is true. Uh, right now, we've had our first lot, which joined the school at reception class in the year 2013. They've now moved on to high school. And now, because we've not built a high school in our, in our property, mm-hmm. so they've joined public schools, public secondary schools, this first lot of 20 children. And we are making a follow-up because... Uh, you know, we are still paying school fees for them. Mm-hmm. And so we've made it mandatory. And their parents, their guardians are actually in agreement with us. They're more than happy to have these children. We are owning the children. So they still come back to our church. uh And when schools close, they still come for programs. They come for devotion. Uh, we, we follow up their progress academically and we look at their their, their their behavior and that kind of thing. And we have talked to them that even when they get out of school, they will become wealth creators. So if if they can become wealth creators, of course, then they are creating jobs for others. Mm. They are breaking the poverty cycle. And we've told them not ever to disconnect from the school. So we want them also to give back to the school come and mentor the Mm. other children in the school, come and encourage them, and and even support them. And be able maybe to support another uh, another, uh, child. Another child, yes. Yeah, Yeah, we we encourage them that way. Mm. And
1: I would imagine too, those children they kind of feel those ones that have gone through already, they kind of feel that they can be an example for their community, for the younger ones in the community. So there, I would imagine there'd be some pride in that as well. You know?
3: Yes, yes. And, and and you see what, what we have done uh, uh, so far, we are inviting speakers, people to come and motivate them. And the kind of speakers we are choosing are people who've been like these children, you know, destitute Orphans, very poor, and they've made it in life. Mm. So they are professors at the university, they are lawyers, you know. It's and a we great inspiration
1: them. for the yeah, children. Yeah,
3: so we invite them and we tell them, now you, you tell us your story. And so they would tell them their story, and these children feel, oh, we are not alone. Yeah, mm. if they made it, we can make it too.
0: Yeah, That's so a wonderful uh, mm. wonderful thing going on. And, uh, yes, uh, Debbie, do, do you want any comment uh, one, on this? One more question, uh, Michael. The, the families,
2: are they coming to faith or are students coming to faith in Christ as a result of this school?
3: Absolutely, yes. Uh, these children are coming to faith, and not only the children, even their parents. Uh, mm. There is a, a very good example of this Muslim woman who picked a child in the streets in Tarubo where I come from. And uh, this child was, uh, I think, about uh, nine years, nine months old. And so he brought this child to school when he was of age now. And uh, the boy has been going through our school system, uh, prayer, reading the Bible, devotion, and uh, his uh, his, uh, characters actually just transformed. And this woman said, "Uh, I want to bring my daughter, my biological daughter, to the school. So so, so we we accepted the biological daughter, and then later, two two years ago, she came to us and said, "I can see these children love love your church and they love the school, so I've given them to you. Take 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 responsibility of these children. So these children have come to the faith, and they come to church, and they love the church.
4: And, Amen. And
0: their parents are Muslims, so we Thank are hopeful that uh, mm. one day they'll come and." Mm. U- also what I would like to mention here that uh, I'm pretty sure uh, yourself and many others who are involved with ministries of this type, they don't do that just to get their uh, the children or the parents, you know, to follow um, in their beliefs and so on and so forth. They do that because they have a passion for the needy, for those people who are in need. And how much better is even when you can go a step further and help not only that child but the whole uh, family and then the community to live a better life, not to um, break the law, not to, you know, to do other things which are against uh, society and, yeah. and the well-being. I believe it's important and I'm very glad that uh, David was uh, uh, grabbing you to come here today because this is a very good example and there are many, many people like this doing this sort of thing. I would like just before we'll leave this uh, segment, um you can give us a uh, you know some detailed information. You know, I know here in front of me I've got a little flyer and it says here that uh, you have um, kind of uh, email, or uh, it's that a website like uh, ChristVictory6 at gmail.com. That's uh, one yeah, thing. Yeah, that's,
3: that's the email address. Yeah, that's an email address. Yeah, and then there is the the the, the mobile number which is uh, the Kenyan one is plus two five four seven two zero two one eight six two three. The Australian one is 0416-337-479. Beautiful.
0: It's it's really, you know, uh, good that we could share uh, the good things happening around the world and uh, there are many people in need. And instead of uh, the young ones staying home, even if they are poor, sometimes they manage to put their hands around some gadgets, you know, there and or some other friends and waste time you know on the on uh, online and uh, all those things. how much better is to to be provided you know with some good education, a meal okay. and some uh, some good good atmosphere to grow strongly. Uh, and be and
1: changing the cycle of poverty. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. that's yes. the big thing, Absolutely. changing the cycle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wonderful. All right, well, uh, just come back, uh, stay with us here for a bit longer because, David, I may uh, just ask you to bring a little bit of input to our topic also. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll continue with our uh, study for today, you know, to study around this question. But right now, just a plug. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we are also very uh, grateful and thank the um, Adventist World Radio supporting us and to broadcast this channel and they are everywhere in, uh, in this world. I, I think it's an organization which reaches the most countries in the world with their ministry and uh, they supporting also uh, lots of these projects. David, I will come to you uh, right now and ask this question which um, later on I will come to Tracy a little bit more in detail but uh, what Did Jesus meant, you know, or mean um let not your heart be troubled? Yes. Well he
2: said that in the context of people whose hearts were troubled. Mm -hmm. And of course Jesus is reaching the end of his ministry and things are starting to go wrong because Jesus is apparently going wrong. Uh, Jesus is talking about dying and at one point. Peter takes him aside and rebukes him. You know, we want no more of this talk about you dying, Jesus. Now, this is not how to uh, win friends and influence people, we might say. Uh, uh, Peter got a a strong rebuke from Jesus. But the more Jesus was speaking about his death, the more agitated and anxious the the disciples became. And he made it so plain to them. I will suffer, but it's all right. After I've died, I'll come back again. Uh, And they just couldn't get it, unfortunately. So, in that context, Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. And he says, trust in me and trust in my father. So he also says that in his father's house are many rooms. So he's giving us wonderful hope. But the context there is that people were very anxious, very troubled. I wonder if some of our listeners might be very anxious and troubled, even as we speak. Mm. And to them, the word of God is do not let your hearts be troubled.
0: Yes, indeed. And I, um as I said, uh, we'll share a little bit more on this aspect. But just before we moving on, I would like to give this opportunity to our listener to grab a book which we have prepared uh, for today. And Tracy, I may ask you to share just a little bit of that. I I can't say the author name because the other day I've got uh, Ricardo Sheppard here <laughs> and he was telling me... <laughs> he gave
1: uh, you a lesson, he, did he? <laughs> he? He
0: told me how to pronounce his name. It's Alejandro Buyon. Mm. Now, uh the book it's called Signs of Hope what do you know about this book uh, Tracy
1: okay well our topic today is about conspiracy theories and also you know hearts being troubled and, and and you know, we know that this is a time when there are lots of anxious hearts around. Let me just uh, read the synopsis here and um, I read it a little bit earlier and I, I think it sounds like it's a really interesting read. In a world in which life is no longer sacred, hunger and poverty are rampant and natural disasters are worse than ever, people find themselves hoping against hope that things will get better. Turn on the news and you'll be bombarded with stories of vicious crimes, cruel wars and terrible disasters. From all appearances, our world seems to be hurtling toward a catastrophic finale, and isn't that right? But who's to blame for all this chaos anyway? Is there actually a rational explanation for the horrific events that take place each and every day? And is there anything that could save us from this mess? Alejandro Bullion ta- tackles these and other daunting questions and discovers that the crisis in which we've found ourselves is itself a sign of hope, pointing to the grand finale, the second coming of Jesus. That sounds like a good read to me.
0: That's beautiful. And you know, my dear friend, listening today, you just need to send a, a text message with a code SA75. Don't add any other words, just send that code SA seventy five, no space in between, and our friendly robot will take you through from there. Uh, don't hesitate to request this book, but also on the same number, which is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. You can come with a, a thought, a question in regard to, to the discussion we have here, even with Michael and David about the ministry in Kenya, but also our uh, topic for today and um, right now I'm going to take a short break play a song and we'll be back uh, shortly please stay with us don't go anywhere
5: As I kneel in the darkness in the middle of the night I'm praying for sure. Everything's gonna be alright
0: listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Tracy Papandreou. I didn't even have a chance, Tracy, to uh, to talk a little bit more about you, but uh, you're still with Brighton Church, are you? Yes,
1: yes, yes. they're and not get, getting rid of me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's good um, yeah, to have you back with us. I know uh, you took a bit of time off uh, having some... Uh, uh, projects going on around the house, and uh, I believe everything goes well, yeah?
1: Yes, it's going on longer than I expected, but uh, they're doing a good job.
0: That's good. And yes, uh, today was really good to have actually Michael and David uh, talking about the ministry in Kenya, and there are so many other needs uh, around the world. We should be a bit more sensitive, I I will say, maybe from from places like this you know in Australia well
1: we are a very wealthy country yeah. you know so you know this is talking about the country as a whole not not individuals um, and so i guess making a generalization wealthy countries really have an obligation mm. to those countries I think that so. you know are, are a little bit um, well much more in need, yeah.
0: So yeah, and that was a very good example. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, my dear friend, uh, you know, listening today, you could uh, be part of some of these projects. Uh, you may not be able to do something here because people may not need and uh, even sharing uh, the truth, the good news, the gospel. Uh, but there are many people uh, who will do. Listen, if you are intentional, you know, and uh, be involved with that. Now, uh, yeah, thank you, Tim. Thank you for requesting the book. That's great, and we'll mention again this uh, offer before we go into our um, uh, discussion. Uh, Tracy, we have uh, a book called "Signs of Hope" by Alejandro Bion. And my dear friend, you need to send us a text message with the code SA75. And this book is yours and you'll enjoy the the read of this book. Very um, timely, very appropriate for the topics which we discussed, you know, uh, last week, this week and even uh, after. Mm. And uh, I can tell you right now that next week we'll have another book by Alejandro uh, Bion. Stay tuned. And he's a very good uh, author, and um, yeah, Ricardo yesterday shared a little bit with me because he knows him personally, oh, because okay. Ricardo's from, from Peru.
1: Friends in high places.
0: Yes, and he's, <laughs> he talked about him quite, um, quite, quite well. Well,
1: was certainly a book for our times, isn't it? Yes. Signs of hope.
0: But, Tracy, uh, in the time uh, left here, let's um, let's look at uh, this um, question which we just posed uh, for today, um, what did Jesus uh, mean? Uh, Let not your heart be troubled. Now, conspiracy theories tend to be negative by their very nature, while um, um, tending to really trouble those in uh, you know those that believe uh, believe them. But Jesus gave us a different perspective. He says. Let not your heart be troubled. Maybe not so easy in these days and times. What do you think Jesus was trying to tell us, uh, Tracy?
1: Well, certainly these days and times we've got, you know, the world almost seems like it's out of control, chaos, um, <laughs> You know, when we look at truth, there's, you know, often you you get, you hear people say, "Well, that's your truth. It's mm. not my truth." And there seems to be this loss of absolute truth these days. All of these, fa- is it fake news? Is it real news? All all of that kind of thing. So it is a time that that can be troubled, troubling. It's actually right now. Is a perfect environment for the rise of comp- conspiracy theories, but conspiracy right. theories are really not helpful because of their opaque nature. What makes them is a, cons- a conspiracy theory is that they often have, you know, a certain dose of truth in there, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. truth has someta- somehow been distorted, mm. and and there's usually no way to be sure. What the real truth is instead there are just theories that this might be going on that might be going on and what that equals is uncertainty and worry for people because they're constantly thinking yes what aren't they telling me you know what what do I need to know so Jesus is telling us. You know, don't get caught up in all of that. He doesn't want us to be caught up in the worries of the world. And so he gave us an antidote to the cares of the world. So I'd like to read more fully um, that text that you quoted a little bit of in John fourteen one to 3. He says, let not your heart be troubled. And as... Um, as was said earlier, this was said in the context of the fact that he was looking like he was going to the cross. It was looking like mm. it was all falling apart. The, the expected plan, what the others expected, was not going to play out as they expected. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to my Self, that where I am, there you may be also. So, you know, th- those are, are words of comfort. I've, uh, I've got this. I've got your mm-hmm. back, people. Mm-hmm. You don't need to worry about this, regardless of what you see right now. I have a plan that will be realized.
0: Oh, you're saying uh, that uh, Jesus doesn't just say don't worry; he gives us uh, a reason um, to to not worry. He has a plan to resolve all the difficulties of this world. And he wants us to focus on that. I think that's beautiful, eh?
1: Exactly. He's saying, you know, don't, don't, don't be, don't be going over there looking at this and, and that. We need to view all the happenings in our world and our own life through the lens of God's Word. Because it all, that's how things make sense. You know, I feel so sorry these days for people who don't believe in God, don't understand the power of His Word, that they would be looking at the events that are taking place right now and be thinking, oh my goodness, this is just all, everything's out of control. And God gives us those words. He tells us what the plan is, He tells us what the end game is. And we know that God cannot lie. So we know we can trust in what he says in Titus 1: 2 and this is Paul speaking he says in hope of eternal life which God who cannot lie promised before time began and in numbers 23:19 Balaam the prophet is speaking and he's speaking a word which God has given to him. And he says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Mm. So again, we, it, we, we're told we can believe because God cannot lie. The antidote to the worry that comes from this world, and conspiracy theories are very much a part of that, is to simply believe God's word and what he's foretold. And you can only do that if you've studied it and you know what he has said will happen. But,
0: but Tracy, I guess um, sometimes people might find that hard. Uh, the idea of Jesus returning to take believers home, to be with him, might you know, might sometimes seems like fantasy uh, in comparison uh, to what we see playing out um in here, in in the in the world, and uh, what the you know, televisions and media reports on that. You know, uh, what do you say to people who are um, struggling with this aspect?
1: I say it all comes down to faith. Mm. Do you actually? believe what is written in the bible to be god's true word. If you don't, then you will always struggle this way. I say take your focus off the YouTube cl- clips, YouTube clips, the social media comments and instead spend time studying about the origins of the bible that we have today. There's no use spending time reading the word if you aren't already convinced of its validity. Without that, it's just another book of philosophy like the sacred texts of other religions. Without really believing what is written there, you lose the powers that the scriptures are there to give to your life. So when you've taken the time and you've explored that, and as such you then are convicted of the origins of the word of the Bible that we read today, then take the time to study and understand what God has told us Mm. will happen. You know, Amos 3, 7 to 8 tells us, God does nothing in the earth unless he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. So, So God wants to reveal to us. Yes. He doesn't want us to be left. I mean, In the we, dark. we might not know mm. the minute details, but he's giving given us enough to be comfortable that hey, I've got this. I've got your back, people. You don't need to worry even mm. though you're seeing all this stuff. You don't need to worry mm. about it. You know, also Romans 10:17 tells us so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Beautiful. Our faith is strengthened when we spend time in the word. And I also like to point out 1 John 4, 15 to 16, whoever confesses that Jesus is a son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is God love and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him so we know that God is love mm. so he wants to care for us he wants to look after us and after all he's the one who created he, the, he's the originator of this of this world yes you know in its original beautiful form it's been distorted since then but his love is there to to want to Tell us what he has planned. In verses 18 to 19 of the same um, scripture uh, book, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. So if there's any fear you're not actually in a place of understanding how much you are loved mm-hmm. by God. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're worried, um, if you're worried that the creator of this universe, who is love, who cannot lie, if you're worried because it's in his hands, well, then, yeah, you need to get mm. back to the Bible and, mm. and, and get your faith strengthened through that. Philippians 4, 6-7 to gives us some beautiful words. Be anxious for nothing and and actually this is a a bit of a um gives us a, um some ideas in what to do to to help us if we're anxious be anxious mm. for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through christ jesus so it says surpasses your own understanding so that's to say you know all of this is happening before my eyes, and I don't understand it. But I feel peace because I mm. know Jesus has got it; He's yeah. got it in hand. Yeah. You know, He knows what He's doing.
0: And you know, even if you are anxious and um, worried and all those things, many times you can't do a thing; you can't change anything. Exactly. And what's the point, you know? Exactly. Uh, but you know, uh, so um, the key is to. Change the focus. Change our focus.
1: Exactly, he said. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in me. Yes, God's original plan was that we shouldn't have any knowledge of evil. Adam and Eve's sin gave our family access to the knowledge of good and evil through that uh, fruit that they that they took. Instead, we are given. Uh, additional counsel in Philippians 8, 4-9. to 9. And this is Paul speaking, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, mm. whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do and the God of peace will be with you. What we focus on is what we become, and we're told that through 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we know it's a principle. What you focus on, gradually, you will become more and more influenced by that. And that's seen by the fact that we behold God and slowly we are transformed. So if you want to be beholding all of these terrible theories, you're going to be more and more anxious. Why don't we take up the advice that God gives us, the word gives us and meditate on all of the good things and the good things of God and his promises and how much he loves us and that he's got it all a great plan for
0: us oh, that's a very good uh, advice uh, Tracy thank you thank you for that uh, mm-hmm. hey well we um, would like to mention again the um, offer which we have for today and I believe it's better to to build on hope you Absolutely. know in, in God in Jesus and this is a beautiful book uh, called Signs of Hope by Alejandro Bouillon and I like how you presented uh, Tracy a bit earlier Um you may not read yet read this book yet but uh, i think it's a yeah it gives very good uh, insights you know uh, as you look through the synopsis there
1: yeah i was just talking about the fact that if we look around there's so there's crisis around us but this just gives us, um, it, it goes through and it kind of points out some of the difficulties that there are and it tackles this and the questions about why do we have all these crises and, the, and it flips it on its mm, head mm. in that all of these crises are actually pointing to where we are in time and the fact that we're closer to The return of Jesus. Jesus. These are instead of crises, they are signs of hope that he's coming soon.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. My dear friend, you have opportunity to request this book. Uh, Just send us a text message with the code SA75. No space in between SA and 75. And this book will be yours. The number again is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Don't hesitate to request this book. And on the same number, please send us a text message in regard to the topic which we discussed today. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. All right, Tracy, back to just, uh, we have a few more minutes uh, left there. Um, now, I, I believe uh, you have um, an example of how uh, you apply this different focus uh, and uh, try to help a friend out, you know, who, who was struggling with some conspiracy theories recently? Uh, can you tell um, ourselves and the listener uh, about that experience in a few words?
1: Yes, I had a friend overseas who he was becoming increasingly anxious um, all around the whole origins of COVID thing. You know, he was telling me about the fact that no, no, it didn't happen in a, um, a wet market, it happened because there was a leak. From a lab in China, which was developing this as a possible weapon of war, and the funding came from the U.S. government funds, which Anthony Fauci, who was a chief medical advisor to the U.S. president, had provided, despite the fact that they'd been told not to do this because it was too dangerous. My response was, "And mm-hmm. does it change the end result?"
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And and the fact is, we will not know. If it was one or the other, we will never know 100% for sure. Maybe
0: history can tell sometime, but 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 right now when you don't have any clear picture, what's the point of being stressed and uh, your mental health to go to the floor?
1: And it doesn't change the end result in any, the origin of it doesn't change the end Mm, result mm. at all. I said to him, well, God's got this. I don't know how this has all happened. I don't know why he has allowed it. But where it came from makes no difference whatsoever. I'm going to focus on God's plan mm. and what God is doing. And the fact that I know that God is in control, so he will manage all of this somehow. Yes. I don't know why yes. he has allowed it. Uh, you know, There will be reasons that we will find out in the end.
0: That's correct. And God gives wisdom to each one of us how to... Um, to wrap, um, to stay, you know, uh, in regard to these things, because uh, Tracy, I like to say that because uh, we have freedom of choice, exactly, here exactly, and, and you cannot push things. And you know, sometimes um, to this, let's call it alarmists, uh, the enemy is doing his his work. Actually, uh, you know, now myself, um, I must say that I. I check out certain things you know I'm not just going blindly you know saying no oh, no this is oh what about if it's something and if it's something I will give you an example through the covid thing uh I straight away I try to to take special measures in terms of looking after my yes. uh, b- uh, body, you know, yes. in terms of immune system and other things, because God gave us wisdom how to do that. Yes. We should not be neglectful yes, of this but aspect. this was
1: purely about the yeah. origins of it. And I'll
0: let you just yep. finish that story.
1: This was purely about the origins of it. And so I said, it makes no difference, what, it makes no difference whatsoever. And I watched him be anxious more and more and more and more. And mm. I said to him, friend, I think you need a break from the internet you know, you need yes. to stop watching all the YouTube videos. And some of them he sent me, I knew for a fact that they'd been, they were Italian, yeah, they'd been yeah. dubbed over the top and, and things which completely didn't line up about things that were happening in Australia. And you can so, copy
0: and paste and do all those exactly, things. Yeah. Exactly, exactly,
1: mm. you know. and But I could see the end result. Mm. I, this, this, Him focusing on these things was not helping. And I said, focus on God's plan. You know, we don't need to focus on this detail. Now, I don't I'm not suggesting that we're supposed to stick our head in the sand and pretend like nothing is happening, but our focus on our belief in God's providence is mm. is what's important. Mm. We need to a belief in what God reveals will happen through his word. We need a belief in that. Yes. And um You know, the choice is there. You said people have got free will. You've got the choice to remain stressed out and anxious versus versus keeping keeping peace, Mm. you know. And I think one of the things that you have to try to step back and and have a look at is, is – the focus, the, is the thing that I'm focusing on, is it helping me mm-hmm. or harming yeah. me?
0: And, you know, looking again uh, to the question which we posed today, uh, um, what did Jesus uh, mean? when he he said let not your heart be troubled and you know there are many examples which we can give uh, Tracy like uh, the climate change you know we can give uh, also the war in uh, in ukraine and putin and uh, all those things you know i mean if we we can actually be every single moment in our life just uh, scared to death <laughs> you know but in the Bible, it says actually uh, that many people will lose their heart, mm. you know, because of for fear. fear. Yeah, for mm. fear. Mm. And uh, yeah, w- what would you like to, to say in this regard?
1: Well, again, you know, those, those two examples that you gave are things that, you know, they're here and now. Now, climate change, uh, again, we don't put our head in the sand, but we know that God's got a plan for it all. As individuals, we need to... Take time to care for the beautiful world God's given us. Mm. But remember not to make the earth our idol and remember that God is in control. The same with Putin's war. You know, unfortunately, God isn't making this happen, but Putin has free will. And clearly, Putin doesn't have his will lined up with God at present, despite him declaring himself to be a religious man. But, you know, we need to focus on God's plan. He's coming to take us home. He's He's got mansions for us or yes, dwellings, if you like. Yes. You know, so that's what we need to focus on. And,
0: and you know, uh, with that one, I just watched uh, just before I came to the studio, actually, a little clip there. Uh, amazing. Uh, scenes come out from the from the war there. Um, there are lots like Russians, you know, just surrendering themselves, you know, to the Ukrainians because they said that we don't want to be killed. Now, because of the conscription there going on, a lots of people try to flee the country. You know, look, I don't understand what's in the head of uh, Mr. Putin. You know, no. he may thought that he's doing a good thing, you know, for his country. And I don't know that. And I'm mm-hmm. not judging that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but time will tell. Mm. And, you know, Things can change around, even though we may plan it to the very meticulous point. God is in control, and God can change things. I grew up in a communist country. We never thought that the dictator Ceausescu, he will have an end, you know, in his life. I mean, during his life. But, you know, I watched myself how he was taken away in a moment like that. I was in the capital city in Bucharest when all of a sudden I could see the tanks on the road, and straight away in a few hours he was caught, and... uh, even uh, condemned and shot, unfortunately, for him. But, you know, things happen like that. Tracy, we have a minute or two left here, and I just want to bring it a little bit Mm. together, This because I think it's very important to conclude this week uh, of uh, talking about conspiracy theories and all those things, but, you know, sitting a little bit under that advice of Jesus.
1: Mm. Conspiracy theories... You know, they're just theories. By their very nature, you can't know the real truth. Instead, we're commanded for our own health to focus on good things. We're told that the way to not be troubled is to believe in God and Jesus and... And that he has everything in hand, despite what you might see playing out before your eyes. If you find you're getting too stressed out, you might need to take a break from media and social networking for a while. You know, take a think about that and think about how it's affecting you. Focus on things that God wants us to do. Believe in him. Pray. Serve him by serving others. And when you are truly focused on these things, I think you'll find there won't be time left to worry. So Mm. that's my advice through Jesus today.
0: Beautiful. Would you be able to just close with a word of prayer?
1: Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your care of us, dear Lord, and that uh, we can trust and believe in you. And I just pray for uh, Nick and I, I pray for all the listeners, Lord, that you would take any stress, anxiety away and that you would bring us into a deeper trust in you and the wonderful plans that you have for us in the end. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. And my dear friend, uh, thank you for uh, being with us today and uh, staying with us through these uh, uh, topics. Uh, uh, we are going to tackle a little bit more next uh, week, uh, and we are going to talk about uh, Christianity in history. How positive was its contribution? And we are going to ask the first question uh, uh, next time is spiritual man versus the natural man uh, that will be i believe a very good um, uh, program also and you know we will love to hear from you your thoughts your comments you know you may come with a uh, you know a bit of a, a, let's say even positive criticism who knows what we'll love to hear your thoughts and please don't hesitate to send us a text message to zero four triple eight eight zero. Eight double one, and we'll be very happy to share with um, with you and our listeners uh, what you had to say. Now, again, before I will let you go uh, today, we have that book uh, prepared for you called "Signs of Hope" by Alejandro Buyon. and you just need to send us a text message with the code S A seventy five, and this book is yours. Again, the number is zero four triple eight. 80811 I'm going to leave you now with a beautiful song called actually, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. May God bless you.
6: Let not your heart be troubled You believe in God Let not your heart be troubled Believe also in me my father's house, how so many mansions If it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you If I go and prepare a place for you I will come again Let not your heart be troubled Ye believe in God let not your heart be troubled believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again Let not your heart Troubled? You believe in God. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled.